0: Welcome back to Marriage Monday. Thank you so much for joining with me. My name is Dave Beringer, and this is my podcast to help you build your marriage one Monday at a time. Today, we are in week three of our listener request series, and this is the series for which you, the listener, requested topics and ideas to be tackled on our podcast. And so when I looked at the list that I was given, number three on that list was a simple statement, taking ownership slash playing the blame game taking ownership slash playing the blame game. You see, you can't talk about ownership or responsibility without dealing with the issue of blame and vice versa. You can't deal with blame without talking about ownership and responsibility. Now, when we talk about blame, we have to be real. Blaming comes naturally to all of us. From the youngest of ages, when you begin to discover maybe right and wrong or you begin to recognize that something that was done or something maybe that you did did not sit well with your parents, did not sit well with grandparents, family, or friends, and there is this nature that wants to lash out and protect ourselves, and so we launch out by throwing blame at somebody else. We blame the dog, the cat, friend, sibling, um, imaginary friend. We look for someone to blame. I remember one time I was uh, just playing kind of hide-and-go-seek with my son, and I just hid on the bed and threw the blankets over me, and yes, it's a terrible way to hide, but he was just the smallest little little guy, and I knew he would find me, and so I felt him climb up on the bed, and he's walking on the bed, and all of a sudden, I didn't feel the bed any longer in terms of it shaking from his footsteps. It's because he was in the air. He was running to jump, and he went knee-first into my face, and I was angry, and I left, lashed out Adam said, why did you do that? And I will never forget his words. He looked so scared. He said, sorry, dad, the devil made me do it. At the youngest of ages, we've got this nature that goes into self-preservation and we want to deflect blame. Now, it's a cute little story, and it's a cute little thought about kids and blame, but the reality is, is we as adults don't stop blaming people. We want to blame because we want to defer responsibility and ownership over the issue, and we would rather somebody else take on that while protecting our own pride, while we're protecting our own name. We're into this protection of self, but when we're in that in a marriage, that's actually detrimental to the relationship because the scripture says the two become one, so therefore, we can't just think of ourselves we have to think of the us the we in the relationship see playing the blame game it's such an unhealthy and damaging way for couples to approach problem solving so rather than dealing with conflict We get into blame. We get into finger pointing, and what it does is it actually makes it worse. It takes the conflict that could be easily navigated or even simply navigated, maybe I should say it that way, and it adds an infection to it to actually make the hurt and pain go worse. So let me give you a few reasons why blaming doesn't work. First of all, blaming prevents you from listening. It prevents you from hearing your spouse all the way through. When you blame one another for a problem, you're actively actively choosing to not listen to your spouse's side of the story. Blaming prevents you from being empathetic, to hear them out, and to explain their side. If you want to find out where your spouse is coming from, if you want your spouse to feel like they are understood and not misunderstood, that you have to set aside blaming because it prevents you from listening. Secondly, blaming assumes the worst. Blaming your spouse for something they might not be responsible for automatically says that you are assuming the worst about them. See, when you're tempted to make snap assumptions, you need to kind of pause. You need to consider that in light of what you may see or how you might be painting your spouse, you need to take the time to set those assumptions to the side or put them on hold so that your approach to the situation can be done in a healthy way and can actually provide clarity. So don't blame. It assumes the worst. Next, blaming makes your spouse defensive. Blaming makes your spouse defensive. It automatically puts your spouse in the defensive position. So when you cast blame, that defensiveness is going to be this natural result because it's, blaming is an offensive move. Let me make that clear. You're blaming. It's offensive. So when you take your spouse and you put them on the defensive, you put themselves in a place where they're going to build up a barrier or set up a barrier between you and them and the actual problem that you're trying to solve. So when you put your spouse in that defensive place, you give them no alternative but to fight back or to hide. It's fight or flight. And that's not the position that's going to get yourself through the conflict itself. Number four, blame damages emotional safety. See, emotional safety is so critically important when it comes to a marriage because if you don't listen to your spouse in tough situations and if you automatically assume the worst of them and you keep them in a defensive position that they're going to feel emotionally unsafe with you. Uh, Let me make that clear. Blaming leads your spouse to feel emotionally unsafe with you. And what you don't want within a relationship is you don't ever want that lack of safety to be there. You want your marriage to be a safe place for which you can deal with anything and everything in a healthy way so that the marriage itself gets stronger and gets whole. And so the bottom line is this. Blame is never an act of love. It's an act of abuse and it's an act of immaturity. And we have to get to the place where we can deal with things as adults. So the question comes up, okay, what do we do now? If we recognize that blame is wrong and that blame is abusive, what can we do to correct it? Here we go. I'm going to give you five simple tips, five simple tips for you to ponder and to begin to practice in your relationship. Number one, be approachable. I say this to couples a lot. I ask them individually, are you approachable? And then I will ask the spouse, do you see your spouse as approachable? That's something that can be very tough for you to hear, but you need to know the truth. You need to wholeheartedly ask your spouse if you are approachable. But if you ask the question, you need to be willing to hear the answer because you may feel you're approachable. And I've known a number of people that feel they're approachable, but they're not actually approachable. And so you need to ask the question and get that conversation between you and your spouse to figure out how do we make sure that we don't play the blame game. Well, the first thing is to recognize, are you even approachable? And do you both see each other as somebody that you can't approach about any topic? Number two, own your issues. Own your issues. This is such a simplistic approach to things, but sometimes the simple things are the, are the things that we need to get back to. Own the issues that you have. Don't deflect them. Don't look to blame somebody else for them. You can blame your parents. You can blame your spouse. How about you just own them? And to recognize that there may be something that has to be resolved or solved within your life. There may be something that you have caused, whether you did it unintentionally or intentionally. You have to recognize that some things may be at your fault. It's not. It doesn't mean that you're necessarily a bad person. It just means that you're a human being, but you have to begin to own them because humility, I'm telling you, humility is sexy. It is attractive, and it's, it what, it's what helps your spouse feel safe. It says we together— not me, we together can deal with this because we're willing to own our issues. Number three, don't allow your spouse to own their issues in isolation. Yes, we want a spouse, if they have been wrong, instead of blame, we want them to own their issues, but the the importance of number three is not allowing them to own their issues in isolation. In other words, if your spouse is accepting the blame, they're not playing the blame game, but they're accepting the responsibility instead of just saying, okay, go and make it right, Make it right with them. Walk with them through it. Give them the encouragement as they're working on the situation. Um, Be kind, be pleasant, be courteous, be hopeful. Be that resource in their life that doesn't stand over them in authority but stands alongside with them and encourages them along the way. And then lastly, number four, forgive fast but build trust slow. Forgive fast, but build trust slow. For some of you, the blame game has broken your trust, and I get that and I understand that. That cannot be healed overnight, but we can forgive immediately so that's not cancerous to our heart. But one thing we have to do is we have to build trust slow. How do we build trust? It takes time and intentional effort to make that strong again. So that's my challenge to you. If you have been caught up in the blame game in your marriage, I'm telling you what. Ask yourself, am I approachable? And if I'm approachable, can I own my issues? And as I own my issues, I need my spouse to come alongside me in those issues. And I need to make sure that forgiveness is is always done fast while we're building trust for a solid future. That's all I've got for you t- for today. Thank you for talking to me, uh, talking with me about the blame game today. Like, subscribe, and share this podcast with somebody else if you want to help them build their marriage one Monday at a time. God bless.